Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, January 18th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're going to talk about the Old Testament prophet Elijah. But before we get to that, let us begin with prayer. Let us pray. Holy God, you are a God who still speaks today. You reveal, you change us, and you move us towards redemption. God, may we respond to that call. In your name, amen. Our reading is from 1 Kings, the 17th chapter, the first verse, and then we'll move to 7 through 24. Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe and Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord the God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years, except by my word. But after a while the wadi dried up because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, saying, Go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there, for I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. Elijah called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said. But first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterwards make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of meal will not be emptied, and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she, as well as he and her household, ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. After this, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, became ill. His illness was so severe that there was no breath left in him. She then said to Elijah, What have you against me, O man of God? You have come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son. But Elijah said to her, Give me your son. He took him from her bosom, carried him up into the upper chamber where he was lodging, and laid him on his own bed. He cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I am staying by killing her son? Then he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this child's life come into him again. The Lord listened to the voice of Elijah. 
the life of the child came into him again, and he revived. Elijah took the child, brought him down from the upper chamber into the house, and gave him to his mother. Then Elijah said, See, your son is alive. So the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. So, Tara, let's start with a bit of context before we jump into the scripture. Who is the prophet Elijah? What do we know about him? Explain explain that to me. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, in the Old Testament, uh, Elijah shows up as a prophet to the northern kingdom. And the issue in the northern kingdom at that time is that there are people who are worshiping Baal, essentially, right? Other gods. And so the Lord God uses Elijah as a way to call God's people back to himself. One of the ways he does that is, like it said in the beginning of this um, passage, there is a drought in the land because the people have been unfaithful. Another thing is that Elijah and one of the um, ministers of Baal have kind of a show-off with fire from the mountain. That's Mm -hmm. a really great story in 1 Kings. But what we know about Elijah is that he is a prophet of God, and like all good prophets, he really didn't want to be one. (laughs) He doesn't want to deliver the hard messages to people that he loves. Um, It's a dangerous and scary thing to do. And so Elijah, in this instance, is used to show this woman, right, the power of God. And that is something that God gives to Elijah. I also just want to note one other thing, which is, I think this is the first instance, actually, I know it is in the Bible, where God comes to someone who is not um, an Israelite, comes to a Gentile. Hmm. The, The widow of Zarephath is a Gentile. And God blesses her and brings her specifically into this fold of knowing who God is. So that's pretty significant. Yeah, absolutely. What do you like about Elijah? Yeah, as you said, he he comes into a time when Israel, similar to us, Israel struggles with the worship of other gods. But whereas we struggle with the gods of, you know, um, unfettered nationalism or technology or apathy or uh, ambition um, they're struggling with the god of of the gods of figuring out you know do we worship Yahweh do, or do we worship Baal um, and Elijah has this ministry where God uh, as, as you mentioned that super famous fantastic story of, of the showdown with with Baal's it's very prophets. Harry Potter it's very Harry Potter uh, and everything building to that which the story comes just just a chapter or two before is god kind of taking pokes Baal is the god of fertility Baal is the god of um vibrancy of life of um fertility in terms of of birth and life as well as uh the growing of crops and so that's where you see the drop that's a direct shot at Baal. that's where you see even this story of um of the child dying and being uh come back coming back to life that is god saying i am the god of life i am the god who brings life into that um and elijah 
is the messenger. He's kind of he's kind of almost like Jesus and Mark, where he just kind of shows up and just starts doing his ministry. Uh, he's, he's just kind of, but then becomes um, a central figure for the people of Israel for their entire history to the point of today. Um, of you know, the other famous story our listeners may be familiar with is Elijah is the one who's carried off on a chariots of fire. He does not die. He does not die. He's just taken away into the clouds on a chariot. And and as you said, though we have these significant high points with Elijah, we also have these significant low points of that specific showdown we were talking about with, with Baal. Elijah's then threatened with death by by the, the queen at the time, and he is terrified and runs to the mountains. <laughs> he runs and hides. Um and so he is, he is, for me, quintessentially human and following God. Of Through the strength of God, he's able to bring these good news. He's able to perform acts that change people's lives. But he has moments also where he just runs the other direction. You know, in the New Testament, <clears throat> there are people who think that Jesus is Elijah. And mm-hmm. there are a couple of reasons for that. One is because... In the ancient Jewish tradition, because Elijah did not die, the uh, they expected to see him again, possibly. Seems, um, this seems fair. Seems fair, right? And so when Jesus comes, Jesus who also resurrects, they some say, this is Elijah. Um, what's interesting to me, though, is that um, we also have the ability to look at Jesus and see that he is more fully God's self, I mean, completely, Mm -hmm. than Elijah. So we don't have a long extended thing of Jesus running from his calling, right? Because Jesus is God, and this is the fulfillment of what he comes to do. Um, And so I think that's kind of interesting. There are some similarities between Jesus and Elijah, but there's also a crucial difference (laughs) in that Elijah is empowered by God, and Jesus Christ is God um, working (laughs) in the world. I love Elijah. He's one of my favorite characters uh, in Scripture, and we'll get more into this this specific pericope of Scripture on Friday. Uh, but one other thing I want to say about Elijah is one of my favorite things is um, when he goes on this chariot of fire. When when he when he leaves this world, uh, he blesses Elisha, uh, mm-hmm. kind of the next prophet in the line, with a double portion of his spirit. Uh, this acknowledgement. I think we've had those people in our lives who we think are great and we've seen them do wonderful things and they call us to even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just love that about Elijah. And I think that that's as a community when we call, um, when we set uh, an example of, of how to live these lives and then and then we bless our, the next generation or like, you're going to do more. It's uh, the iron sharpens iron yeah. thing. And I do love Elijah too, but because I identify brokenness in my own life, I love this very imperfect person who God uses mm-hmm. to do incredible things. Yes. So with that, we have a quote from Neil Gaiman in his book, Good Omens, The Nice and Accurate Prophecies of Agnes Nutter, Witch. And Neil Gaiman writes, Agnes was the worst prophet that ever existed because she was always right. <laughs> it's a great book. Thank you all for being with us today. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.